welcome to the show guess who's back it's me <laughs> welcome me yep uh yeah we've got uh viking funerals um yep. butt swabs butt swabs uh canines non-haunted uh, houses what was that non-haunted houses yes non-haunted houses um jim brought a serious that was really serious you're welcome yeah he brought that yeah i'm a literal i'm a literal when you say it's it's serious (laughs) i I do like i take that you should you should know better okay (laughs) all right thanks for listening dads worldwide the first word in family management family budgeting insurance bills Food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security, doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set, fingerless gloves, dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And I'm Jim. I tried Spot on again. Well, I tried to. I wanted to put like a dramatic pause in there. You so succeeded. Maybe, so maybe the listeners are like, "Who's Brendan with this week?" It's no way. It's Jim. It's just yeah. It's like three weeks in a row. I know. <laughs> they're like they're like no way. There's no way. It's not gonna happen. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, it is. It, it is. is your, your hopes. Your hopes and dreams have come true. Yep. Um. Uh, People have missed my heavy breathing and coughing and yeah. <laughs> slight interruptions every now and then. Horrible jokes. Yeah. <laughs> they know me so well. Yep. Um, yeah. We had a, in. Uh, sorry, it's a, a late episode, uh, but we had a yeah. a scheduling conflict. Uh, but it was a an awesome interview. I, I'm a not good, sure we can it, name him. A, it's a good it was a good conflict though it was a good oh it conflict. was fantastic yeah. uh it's uh probably our most famous guest so far yep uh and he's just so nice uh just like he is in his videos um i haven't ber- had ber- heard back from the publicist so i don't know when i we can start actually advertising that we interviewed him but it, it was uh, Jim knows I had a great time with the interview. He, he, Brendan was spot on the whole time. He had <laughs> lots of questions and comments, and you know, uh, I I got so excited. And, I just I got so excited. I I, yeah. I, I like totally bogarted the interview at yeah. some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. I, I did like four days of research. I'm sorry, you know, but <laughs> it's cool. It's all good. <laughs> you could have butted in at some yeah. point now yeah i mean the fact that i muted your mic you're right yes <laughs> you know it's uh it's 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 funny when the person you're interviewing is like hey we haven't heard from the other host in a while what a can, can we maybe there? Talk, can we maybe talk to him for a second <laughs> he was so sick of me asking him questions <laughs> yeah and then i come in i'm like i like you i like i like your stuff you're funny <laughs> and he's like all right let's go back to brendan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good joke <laughs> uh, it, it was a great interview it was worth yeah. uh it, it i think everyone will be happy with uh us 
being a little yep. bit late this week uh, when you find out who it is. And yep. and uh, even if you don't know the guy, I, I hope we introduce you to him because he's he's phenomenal. Great guy. Yeah. And so. I just want to put it out there that if there's any other famous people that want to come on the show, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to have you. So, well, I mean, it depends. What's no, your... no, we're available. We're available. Yeah, I was gonna say. We <laughs> look at my schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, hey, look right, at Jim, this. What do you got there? Uh, tonight. Oh, you're switching it up a little bit tonight. We'll I get am. to that in a second. I am. Uh, tonight, I am drinking a brand new release from Bullspit Brewing Company, our in-kind sponsor. This is the Country Girl Blonde Ale. Ooh. And it's uh, absolutely delicious. It's really light in color. It's only four and a half percent ABV, so you can crush down a ton of them and be good. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I went the other direction today. Yeah. Um, uh, my first pour is uh, Colonel E. H. Taylor Bourbon, Bourbon, uh, small batch. Uh, which is fantastic. Um, this one I had shipped to me. Uh, I can't. We, yeah, we can't find it anywhere. Uh, I can't find it anywhere in New England. And when I do find it, they want it like three hundred dollars for the bottle. So where do you have a ship from? New Mexico. It's a secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to ship booze. I mean, I bought it from a reputable dealer. No, you can. U- yeah. U- UPS does it now nationwide really yeah we can ship beer anywhere in the country it has to be yeah no but you i be you're yeah you're probably because you're a distributor or they consider you a yeah brewery yeah yeah me me buying a bottle from someone and then shipping it not it's weird though because so how do they like the uh like the beer of the month clubs or the wine of the month clubs or the whiskey how do they get away with it they get permission i guess i don't know I don't know. I did a beer of the month club and it didn't look legit. I called like it, like it was a broken down white van, sketchy van that showed up once a month. Free candy. Yeah. <laughs> On the yeah. side. No, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I did a beer of the month club and it was, it was pretty good. And then um, they have a Flaviar as it's a, it's a whiskey. Um, I'm just afraid they're going to send me like, I don't like Irish whiskey and stuff. I like bourbon. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, this E.H. Taylor, I'm down to like my last third of the bottle. It's almost gone. And I was just in Gardner the other day, uh, our hometown. And yeah, the guy wants like $300. And the last. I know what I, guy you're talking about. Too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the last, uh, the place before that I went to won 150 And, and I didn't spend a hundred dollars on this bottle and I had a ship to me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, for my backup, I have some Eagle rare. So, uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. So I went to, I went with the, with the hard stuff tonight. So, so I want to just recap with you from uh, a previous podcast where we had the 15 year old on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to get an update. We have an update. update. Yes. She has uh, landed a job. She has gainful employment. Fantastic news. She's working at a local diner and uh, she 
uh, you know, brings drinks over to the table when you sit down and brings you your menu. And then uh, she's not waitressing, but, you know, then she'll, uh, you know, help the waitress or waiter bring food over to you or then clean up when you're done. So, yep. She had her first shift the other day. And how was she feeling? It was good. I think she was really excited. I think it'll be interesting when she gets into the swing of things. Uh, you know, she's a little depressed about how the pay scale operates. You know, so we we tried to tell her to expect anywhere from 25 to 30% out for taxes. Mm-hmm. And then another well, you're not 50- supposed to tell them you're just supposed to. Yeah. You're supposed to record the video of them opening their first paycheck. And then another, once you get that left over, then 50% of that comes out to go into her savings account and she gets to keep the remaining 50. And so she sat on her phone on her calculator. She's like, you mean I worked all day and I'm only going to get $22. <laughs> We're like, uh, welcome to work. Yeah. High five. Can't believe yep. you did that math. Good job. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah she's excited about it you know it's her first job what was do you remember what was your first job was it the the college Mm -mm. no i was working for my dad oh that's right you were working for your dad yeah i uh vacuumed the furniture store i dusted all the tables and mirror cleaned all the mirrors cleaned the bathrooms uh i was pretty much a janitor how much did you get paid an hour do you remember well, what was minimum wage? Five fifty. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. After a year, I asked for a raise. I think they gave me fifty cents. Yeah. So I said I was that. thinking about it the other day. We we kind of lucked out when we landed that job at the college fitness center because we were making decent money. Oh yeah, we were making for the time. Yeah, for for the age that we were at. And, yeah. 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 I mean. My- my first job was, uh, I don't know if you remember, in town here where, where the KFC is, mm-hmm. there used to be a little mobile coffee cart that parked there during the week. Mm-hmm. And my first job was, I at the end of the day, they would tow the cart to the church right by your house, yep. the, the Unitarian Church, and I would go there after school and I would clean the cart. I completely forgot about that. Yep, that was my first job. Yes, because I I don't know if I helped you or I went there a couple of times. That yeah yeah yeah. They used I to go. That. We yeah. used to go when it was parked, and they'd give us free coffee. Yes. Knew, yeah. Cleaned up. Yeah. That's awesome. I and that was the same thing. It was like five fifty or five seventy five, whatever. Yeah. The wage was. Yeah. Yeah, we should do an episode about jobs and and stuff like that. I, I I remember having to ask for a raise. I asked my dad, and my dad's like, "Well, it's not my decision. You need to go talk to Joe." And Joe was the owner. Yep. Uh, so I, it was the first time I had to plead my case, you know, that I was worthy of more money. Yep. Um, and I don't know how he made the decision because he was never there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe was an older gentleman and yep. he uh, traveled the world. Um, uh, and uh yeah yep he uh i see here's the thing is i i you know 
I think that was a cop out on your father's behalf. I'm I'm pretty sure knowing his yeah, position he within the he company, he could have. But he was trying to. It was that was a life lesson for you. You know, yeah, he was trying. It totally to, was. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, my dad definitely could have given me a raise. Of yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. Now you need to go talk to Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, it worked out. It gave me 50, 75 cents. I forget what it was. Yeah. But yeah, I think I left there making like 625, 650, something like that. Yeah. Big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Loaded. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to, you know, lifeguarding. It was like, what, 10 bucks an hour? Yeah. And then it was 12 when we were doing swim lessons. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that was also when you could go to the gas station and just put $5 in your tank and be good. Yes. So you know we're aging ourselves. We're really aging ourselves. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Gas was less than a dollar uh, a gallon, and that was like super. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Oh my god. All right. Let's get into this. Yeah. Let's go. All right. All right. We're doing stupid serious. So you want to go first? I'll go first. Let's do. do um, do? Jeez. We never start with serious. Let's let's just go. Let's just get into it. Get in. All right. Let's just do serious. Rip the bandaid off. Yep. So I'm going to share my screen here. And I think. Maybe. Maybe. And uh, so my serious story. All right. I can't. I don't know how to do that. There it is. Is right here. So this is down in Georgia. And this was this one hit home to me a little bit. Uh, this happened this week. Uh, as you know, you know I I worked in corrections prior to coming over to the beer industry, and it's a uh, you were in law enforcement. Uh, you know, it's funny because the the corrections officers, corrections world will always be like, I'm never I I never want to do a police officer's job because I never want to meet these people out on the street. At least in here, we have a a level playing field. We know what we're dealing with. And then we, we talk to officers and they'd be like, I don't know how you do that. I wouldn't want to be in there with those assholes all day long. Right. Well, that's what I said when you, uh, when you were getting that job. Yeah. I was like, Oh dude, I was like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, yeah. it's like the worst thing ever. And you're like, well, what are you doing? Right. And I was like, <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said I drop them off. I, I just arrest them and drop them off. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really thought like spending all day with them was significantly worse than what I did, but I guess it it depends. I mean, I sometimes my nearest backup was an hour to an hour and a half away. Yep. So yeah, I yeah. That's pretty when you th- really think about it, right? That's kind of sketchy. Yep. Yeah, so. so this this happened down in Georgia, Marietta, Georgia. This was a uh county facility where a uh this is where i'm concerned confused but a, a sheriff's deputy was stabbed to death with his own knife by an inmate so the first thing that's r- running through my mind is why he had a knife why did he have a knife on him yeah right? in the jail yes yeah because yeah, that's a big no-no right so when we were inside the prison working you had handcuffs a radio and your keys. That's it. That's all you got. That's what you were working with. Those were your tools. All right. And then, you know, if you, you know, if you were a, a lieutenant or on a special operations detail, you might carry gas. 
and whatnot. But all of the all of the uh, lethal weapons were stored outside of the wall. So if there was a situation where you needed a lethal or even a non-lethal weapon, pellet gun, whatever, those had to come in from outside the facility. So it was still a, a, a wait time to get those in. And you, fact, you have pellet guns? You guys are planking inmates? Yeah, th- or they what? have... Um, They've got those. They got the the, the wooden dowels. They shoot the oh, wooden dowels. Damn. We have those. Uh, we have the um, they're the paintball guns that have the, uh, the OC pellet, the yeah. OC pellets, yeah. and then they have lethal. We have lethal yeah. weapons as well. Uh, only one time in my time there did I ever see a lethal weapon come in to the facility. It was normally always either the the paintball gun. Or the dowel gun. So. Then there was a, there well, there was also a gun that shot the flashbangs out. Yep. Too. So yep. that that would come in. Uh, but so you know, I, this is just to shed shed a little bit of light on just how dangerous a job these corrections officers have because all they were doing this this inmate uh, claimed he was in crisis. And so when an inmate claims they're in crisis, it's your responsibility. Now you own that inmate and you have to bring them to an area and secure them so they can speak with a mental health professional. And a lot of times this gets abused because the inmates know the minute they tell you they're in crisis, your hands are tied. Because if you don't do something, and they self harm or you know do something, then it comes back on you. Mm-hmm. So this is a very very dangerous situation. So this inmate uh, claimed he had just got moved to this this housing unit because he was uh, having disciplinary issues. So he was an aggressive inmate to begin with. Yeah, he told the the uh, CO, I'm, "I'm in crisis. I need to speak with someone." And during the transport, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he slipped his cuffs. It doesn't really, cl- doesn't really say. But during the transport, he was able to break free and take hold of the CO and uh, ended up taking his life. So Ugh. it's just a, it's a horrible. I mean, this, this, uh, this CO had just turned thirty, so he was young. He had a two-year-old child at home it's just a horrible horrible story and you know there's always an investigation but you know what if if it doesn't really say but if this inmate's in there for life he's got nothing to lose yeah because a life sentence on top of a life sentence doesn't mean anything so it's just i see this and it always yeah, and it's a it's a twenty two year old kid too. Yeah, it always just hits home because you it's know crazy. there's been a, been several times that I've been at work and I was you know stuff is going down and I'm like, oh man, I just want to go home. <laughs> I just want to go home. That's all I'm trying to do. Yep. Just trying to go home. So uh, my heart goes out to this this guy's family and his Absolutely. children and yeah. So it's a tough job and a lot of times COs are like the redheaded stepchild of the law enforcement community. 
And uh, so it's a tough one. But that's my serious. Oh, man. All right. Well, my serious is also about the cops, but um, it's it's not as serious. Someone did get shot, though. So um, police canine and, and TikTok star gets life-saving surgery at OSU after he was shot twice. Read one headline from ABC affiliate in Oregon this January. Thurston County Sheriff Canine Arlo back home after undergoing surgery in Oregon. Read another. I'll just tell you right now that <laughs> police canines are very popular on TikTok. Really? There's a bunch of them. A bunch That's of correct. famous canines. Yeah. It's weird. So, uh, Right now, a police dog and armed driver are in the hospital after a police chase and shooting overnight in Thurston County. Uh, the day after the incident, the state uh, patrol says one of its troopers shot the driver. The driver shot a canine named Arlo. A few days later, Q13 Fox reported that the sheriff's office said a suspect exchanged gunfire with officers, injuring the suspect and canine Arlo on scene. <laughs> so it comes out that Actually, the police shot their own dog. <laughs> what? Uh, it, it happens, right? Because the dog starts biting the guy. The guy still raises the gun. They end up shooting at the guy, but they ended up shooting their gun. But they, what, what kills me about this is that they crowdfunded for hospital bills, then quietly admitted they had shot, <laughs> shot their own dog. Does it say how much money they raised? Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, here. Let's see. The only problem: the gun wielded by the suspect had some. Uh, some had suggested shot Arlo didn't contain any bullets. <laughs> no shell casings from his weapon were found at the scene. The only bullets that were fired came from the police. So, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Seventy-three thousand. Wow, they would did a go GoFundMe for seventy-three thousand. Um, and he grew his social media following in TikTok to two and a half million and on Instagram, 130,000. That's insane. So uh, I just learned, I just learned something about TikTok today. Once you get, I think it's 1 million followers on TikTok. You yep. get, and you, so you get 1 million followers. So then you post a video Say the video gets 450,000 views. Once you're, once you're over that 1 million mark, uh, TikTok considers you a TikToker, and mm-hmm. they'll pay you $0.03 cents per view on every post. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. So that's how these TikTokers are making all their money. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. Why aren't you famous yet? I am working on it. I have uh, I have 103 followers, so I'm close. <laughs> Getting there. Getting there. Getting there. <laughs> Man, in like 15 years, you. Yep. yep. Um, the police say they, they did not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the police say they did not mislead the public about the incident. To the best of my knowledge, we did not make any statements that the dog was shot by the suspect or was shot by the officers until we were very comfortable. What does that mean? <laughs> That's That seemed like a lawyer statement right there. Yeah, really. Um, 
The department declined to comment on local reporting that the suspect had shot Arlo or that the Thurston County Sheriff's Office had described an exchange of gunfire. The Thurston County Sheriff's Office and the canine unit did not respond to requests for comment. <laughs> this is a really long article. I'm not going to read the rest of it. This but is crazy. It's insane. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, so, it, I mean, I, it's not that big a deal, but in the, but it kind of is like they took a bunch of people's money and they're the ones that shot their own dog. And not to mention, I, it's a, it's a public entity. The taxpayers pay for this dog. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Why should they be crowdfunding for their canine? I mean, whatever. I mean, if people are willing to give, I don't really care, but it, it's just weird. Now, if it if it was the suspect that uh, did end up shooting the dog, mm-hmm. I think I think that's some serious charges. Well, yeah, because right? te- they te- consider te- the dog law enforcement officer, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I don't. I think it depends on the the place, right? The, the town or the the state. But yeah, I mean, some places if you shoot a a, a canine, a law enforcement canine, then it's like shooting a, another police officer. Right. Winchenden uh, has a canine. Clyde. Yeah. And they bring him every once in a while. Gardner will call him in, or a local town will call him in. Gardner doesn't have a canine. No. Wow. Yeah, I mean they are expensive. Yep. Uh, you know, you're between the cane, between the training of the canine and then the training of the officer. It's super expensive. Yep. And then the maintenance. So, uh, yeah, so that's my serious. Uh, the cops crowdfunded their canines hospital bills and then eventually admitted that they kind of shot their own dogs. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's got to be my serious. That's crazy. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have to give any of that money back. I mean, if anyone demands it back, right? What are you going to say? No. You idiot shot your own dog. You pay yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Now what's next? On to stupid. I'm going to share my screen with you again. Mm-hmm. If the button works, there it is. All right. So we all love a good mafia story, right? And a lot of times uh, these mafia uh, people go on the run or they go on the lamb, if I'm going to use the proper terminology, like Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger was hiding for many years before he got caught. And a lot of times they get caught because they get tipped off. But we have a, a mafia fugitive here who was caught because he decided to do a YouTube cooking show with his wife. Now he tried to be sneaky and not ever show his face during the filming of the cooking videos. (laughs) Yeah. But the police in France got tipped off when someone recognized a tattoo on the guy's arm and contacted the police. That's awesome. (laughs) 
Uh, and so they ended up checking out the YouTube channel and then ended up tracking down this uh, mafioso. There's a picture of him right there. Yeah. So this was overseas. This was over in France. He looks dangerous in those jean shorts. In those jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he was hiding out, man. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the moral of the story is, is if you're in witness protection or you're you're hiding from the law, don't start a YouTube channel. Don't try to be a YouTuber. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> someone will recognize you. Uh, that's great. So that's my stupid. All right, my stupid. There we go. I brought this one in because my in-laws are from this state. So, Maine considers legalizing Viking funerals. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I, I, not only, okay, so not only this, but then the first line of this article. So, it's not if you ever want to go out with a blaze of glory, better no. start moving to Maine. It's from human composting to chewing gum coffins. We've brought you many stories about strange and unusual funeral practices. What? <laughs> like human composting? Chewing gum coffins? Like, does like everyone get to walk by and grab a piece? Like so at the bad. viewing or something? Like what how does that work? This has got to be northern Maine. <laughs> well, no, this was, I think, just crazy funeral practices. They didn't say anything about Maine on that. But now oh, okay. they said now the state of Maine is, you know, doing the, the, the Viking funeral thing. Honestly, I don't really care if someone wants to, you know, put their loved one on a boat and send them down <laughs> a bunch of fire. I don't care. Like, hey, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, that's alive. Uh so it says we brought you many stories about strange and unusual f funeral practices, but now the state of Maine is looking to put everyone else to shame when it comes to burials. <laughs> a new bill submitted to the Maine State Legislature, Legislature's Health and Human Services Committee would legalize open-air funeral, funeral pyres. In other words, this is the closest you would get to an actual Viking funeral. So I just, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm getting ahead, but when you want to present a bill, it has to be sponsored by a representative first, right? Because it goes to the representatives first, and then it goes to Senate for approval, right? Yeah, I assume I assume there's a representative within the legislature that's so actually put this. There forward. are some elected officials in yep. Maine yep. that have put their name on this. But wait a second, like now if someone in your area says like, hey, this a, is what I want you to do. Yeah, a constituent says like, this is what I want you to do. That's his job. All right, I, I guess so, yeah. You know what I mean, yep. right? Like, that's his job. I mean, he can laugh at it, but yeah, it's his job. Uh. The picture of the legendary Viking fu uh, funerary fu funerary practice has become yeah I don't know 
has become synonymous with uh, literally going out in a blaze of glory. There's just something about having earthly remains disposed of by setting them off in a burning boat. That's so cool. Who wrote this article? Oh, my God. The future pyre keeps popping up in popular media as well. If you watch Game of Thrones, Vikings, or even The Phantom Menace, you've seen great warriors and chieftains depart the living world with a fiery send-off. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't, like, honestly, I I really don't see a problem with it. I don't. I don't. No, I guess. If you're going to, you know, set it up for a loved one you know i i yeah i just don't care like you know i don't know it's it's funny though because i, I don't know <laughs> we've we've so we came all the way to crematoriums right and then right funeral practices and then we're kind of re- re- reversing course <laughs> we're trying to go back to like the old ways i'm just really perplexed by this i have like so many things going through my head like what like so do you have to get the fire i'm, I'm assuming you're gonna have to get a permit through a fire department right because you're setting something on fire i you would, can't just put a boat on a lake with grandpa on it and say see you later you know yeah and so so there's gonna be like uh there's gonna be a cremation codes like you have to follow the code. Yeah. Your your fire pit has to be so big. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing there has to be st- so many yards away from a residential neighborhood because you don't want human ashes like sprinkling on <laughs> Johnny's playground. You know, and, and there's there's some stuff that doesn't burn. Right, it's just gonna drop off. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what do they do with that because it's not going to get hot enough did it give a bill number so can you can people look this up in the main legislature hmm. let's see here I think it's just in a committee right now okay but it is a bill so hold on let's see if it uh Oh, it says right there that uh, Missouri uh, tried to do it, and then uh, it was vetoed by the governor. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it made it all the way to the governor. Yeah, they actually passed it. Yeah. Nope, doesn't say it does not give the name of the bill huh. or the number. So it's really, I mean, just kind of. Sp- going through this quick it's just an alternate form of cremation pretty much yeah 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 but the way they're portraying it is viking-esque yeah i mean the you know well i mean the, the title is you know meant to wow you right right yeah yeah but i mean they're i mean it is though it is viking-esque right i mean if you're throwing someone on top of a big old bunch of logs and lighting them on fire <laughs> you know so the vikings would put people on on boats right and set the boat yeah on yeah i don't think that i don't think they're going like that far but there are some cultures that would build an elevated mm-hmm. uh station and then yep. light that on fire yep 
Huh. Yeah, and the, his his uh, veto, that's funny, the burial of our loved ones or the disposal of their remains is deeply personal and should be treated with the utmost care and respect. That's what he wrote in his veto letter. Well, who are you to decide what my loved ones, you know, it is deeply personal and I am treating with the respect. Like who are you to decide whether or not what's right for them? <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess if you're, you know, there, there's a society of people out there that are very in much into living a lifestyle of, of whether it's, you know, piracy or Vikings or medieval times. And I could see someone that has devoted their life to reenactments and, and learning about that wanting to end yep. in their life in, in a traditional way. I can see that. Yeah. And like you said, who, who was the government to say, no, you can't do that because it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. It should be treated with respect. Right. Well, I'm respecting their wishes by throwing them on a top of my campfire. <laughs> you know, I mean, yep. that's what they asked for. You know, have you personally uh, thought about that at all? Yes and no. Yeah, I know. I kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I know. Yep. Do you got, do you ha do you have a will? No. Jamie and I have talked about it several times. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. It's it's hard, right? It's hard yeah. to pull the trigger on that. I I think about it a lot. Um, I think we planned on who we were going to ask to watch the kids if we actually kicked it, but I don't know if we actually asked them. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> uh, just surprise them. You know, it might be better. Um. Yeah, no, you know, it's probably a good idea to have a living will. I mean, mine was going to be quick. Uh, Jim gets all my guns. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. You didn't have to be so happy. End the episode. That. That's all I needed. <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. Later. Later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's yes. it's we're, uh, yes. getting, we're getting to that age now where we need to start thinking about that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to bring everyone down, but I had to no. ask. I kind of had to ask my father uh, what he wanted done, his end of life decisions there, and um, it was pretty awful. So yeah, I, I, I so I imagine. So I told my mom. I said, "Let this be a lesson to you. I don't want to have to ask you these questions." Yep. <laughs> so please write it down just yep. to do whatever you gotta do let me know what you want want so i don't want to have to ask you years ago um i had to bring my grandmother to the funeral home because she was putting her final deposit down on her <laughs> and that was like such a surreal experience because the uh, it was Doug Stone and in, in Winchester, and he's like, now you you know you've elected to be cremated, you know let's let's look at urns. Which one? And my grandma was like, well, Jimmy, which one do you like? And I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, she was great too. Yeah. I oh god, she, uh, oh yeah. 
yeah. So yes, we should all, we are at the age we should have a living will. We should uh, be planning for that type of thing. So people aren't doing what I had to do. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately it's such a pain in the ass and it costs money. It's ridiculous. Like yep. even if you get on like uh, what's that, uh, Zoom, what is it? Law Zoom, something. What is it called? Yeah, I don't even know. Legal Zoom. Oh, legal <laughs> Law Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've had too much bourbon. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Legal Zoom. You get on Legal Zoom, and um, and it, it, I want to say it's still like a hundred, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Why can't I just write down on a piece of paper like, hey, if someone finds this, this is what I want. <laughs> like, right. Fuck. Oh, I gotta have it notarized. I gotta have some guy with an esquire at the end of his fucking title to say eh, it's okay. And then I was, I was just Gosh. the other day, uh, Sunday, I was giving my grandmother a ride home from my parents' house, and we drove past the cemeteries where, you know, my grandparent, my all my grandparents are, and she's like, "Oh, my husband is buried in there," and it got me thinking. I'm like, to you know, how do I want to be buried? Do I want to be buried? Do I have to get a, a, a cemetery plot? Because that costs money too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where do you want to be buried? Yeah, yeah. 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 What cemetery? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, yeah. Not to mention the cost of burying someone now. Right. Jesus. 10,000 10, minimum. I think we're around. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Eight to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great story, Brendan. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, bring us into silly. Let's do it. All right. Silly. I'm going to share my screen again. I'm going to attempt to do this. I've learned that I have to get the the page up first. This I have a good silly. I'm I'm actually really excited about this one. So nice. we've all got, I'm not, I'm not going to even share my screen quite yet because I want to just preface this. <laughs> uh, we've all been in a position where we've either had to sell a property or buy a property. So you know the experience of going through and working with a realtor and mm -hmm. the complexities that are involved with the process. Yeah. And, uh, the number one marketing tool used by realtors is a yard sign. Yes. That's how they get the word out. The number one way that this property is for sale. Now, when yeah. we were, when we were in high school, I don't even know who it was. I don't, I don't think it was. I don't even think it was you. I think we've talked about this. I don't know who it was, but some of our friends used to think it was a, a funny prank to put a for sale sign on my house. <laughs> it wasn't me. No, it was not me. <laughs> I remember waking up one day and my father was like, huh, I guess, uh, I guess we're moving. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't know. I woke up this morning. The house was for sale. <laughs> yeah. Was it one of our friends or was it one of your sister's friends? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I would bet on Tracy's friends. So this article I found today cracked me up because I feel like realtors are always trying to find a way 
to make their properties a little bit more interesting or visible or marketable. Oh, we could do a whole episode about those sons of bitches. Right. Yeah. So let me know. Taking pictures. Let me share my screen with you. Because this happened right here in Massachusetts, which oh, I, gosh. I absolutely love. So right outside of Boston, a house goes up for sale. And people are driving by. And what do they see? They see. Not haunted. <laughs> they see the sign. Sorry, I don't know if you heard that audio. Nope. It automatically popped up. So the sign is out. And then. You know, normally sometimes at the top of signs, you'll see a little thing that says under contract or sold or new owner or new price. Well, this one said not haunted. (laughs) That's awesome. And it drove so much interest to the property because people are like, well, what's the story here? (laughs) What's the story of this house that you would feel inclined to say it wasn't haunted? Now, the realtors are claiming they had nothing to do with this, but I can't help but think that this is some genius ploy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, why would you even, like, because I'm going to scroll down. I want you to look at the sign. It's too perfect. It's too perfect of a sign. Mm. Yeah, to be someone else. To be someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's Keller Keller Williams, which is a huge realtor yeah. agency here in New England. Uh, I don't know. They might be nationwide. I'm not sure. But I know in New England, they're absolutely huge. Are you worried about it being haunted? Like, who, right. who's worried about it? Yeah. So this woman that this Twitter uh, image is from it lived in the neighborhood. And she was driving to work one day and she saw this and she had to stop and pull <laughs> over and take a, a picture. Cause and you can see in caption, but I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But like I said, I can't help but think that this is some genius ploy by Keller Williams Realty to gain attention to this property. Oh, of course. I mean, like anytime you can add some levity to anything, right? Like people yeah. will definitely be more interested in it. I just love that it was right here in Massachusetts. This cracked me up when I was looking at it. Because I just remember being a kid and my father being like, well, I guess guess the house is for sale again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, not haunted. <laughs> nice. All right. There we go. Last one. So the first line in this is why I chose it, but a San Francisco poop testing company charged with fraud. (laughs) So that's, so that's not the best part. What I, but (laughs) what got me was imagine swapping your butt only to find out that the procedure was for nothing. (laughs) At (laughs) least we'd be upset. (laughs) And I'm hooked. And I'm hooked. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) You might think your poop is nothing but a waste product, but you'd be wrong. It can actually hold valuable information about your health. That's why many companies provide different kinds of services to analyze your bodily waste. But for one such company, their test material just hit the fan. <laughs> oh, man, the SEC went after him. Yeah, I was just looking SEC. at SEC, yeah. You Biome, the massive investor in insurance fraud. Uh, based in insurance fraud, the company founded in 2012. 
Yeah, I'm sure this ar- article is a uh, really uh, uh, serious afterwards. So I don't think we really have to go over it. <laughs> I just thought it was like, but you just saw the. I just saw. Imagine swapping your butt only to find out the procedure was for nothing. Right there, I was just like, that's hilarious. So, um, so yeah, imagine. So. Ima- I I just let's let's just digress for a second. Yep. Okay, you're you're twenty. All right. How old are you when you graduated college? 24, <laughs> 25, right? 22. 22. I don't know. Yeah, they you, call them doctor. You got, a, you, got a, you got a degree in biochemistry it, and you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to go work for some chemist, you know, chemistry or some lab. I want to start my own company. What could we analyze? I got it. Shit. <laughs> Like who comes up with this? Obviously, it's needed because the medical industry does analyze your poop. Maybe, quite a I bit. mean, maybe someone does it. But according to the SEC, U Biomes founders Jessica Richmond, forty-six, and Zachary Zolz Schultz, apt thirty-six, collected more than sixty million dollars from investors based on bogus claims about their company. <laughs> yep. A successful startup with a proven business model. Yeah, they proved the sh- uh, they claimed they had a uh, strong track record of receiving health insurance reimbursements for clinical tests, which purportedly uh, could detect microorganisms and assist in diagnosing disease. And apparently, those claims were really false. <laughs> uh, so wait, so they were look- making money by getting doctors to swab people's butts for nothing. Talk about low. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many employees they have. They collected 60 million. You got to keep because you. So. So once you start that lie, right, you, you got to keep that going. You got to keep it going. Yeah, you got to keep it going. So. So Wait a minute. Let's, then, let, let's just let, let's just look at that sentence right there. Yeah. The kit contains several color coded small vials with a Q-tip like swab attached to the lid. Based on the color, people would use the swab to collect a sample from appropriate bodily area from behind the ears to the gastrointestinal tract. Just so we're clear, that means your anus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Man, I guess at least they did it in in their own home. Like they didn't have to go to the doctor to get it. Does it say how long they were in business for? Because I can't imagine. Well, like, I I can see them doing because it, it, they they called themselves a startup. It so said I the company was founded in 2012, and provided it claimed they provided services accurately accurately analyze a customer's intestinal microbiome. Yeah. So how long how long is the company considered a, a startup? So in 2019, the uh, company officially shut, shut down. down. The FBI oh. raided their offices. <laughs> I wonder if when the FBI was raiding, the uh, owners were like, grab your shit and go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. These people suck. So they weren't producing any valid tests whatsoever. They were just oh, no, not at all. collecting insurance money off of the tests. Is that what it was? Yeah, 
they they actually sold their it says that they sold their um shares during the front raising round <laughs> so they didn't even like stay in it <laughs> like they just like bailed as soon as they could they took that money and ran i mean they were in business for 8 years that's a long time to be not producing any valuable information yeah, it's longer than I thought they would be in, in business for. Oh, they went into bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You just closed the doors. How stupid are these people? Oh, oh my God. Oh, there you go. Don't trust can... anything by you biome. OK, listen, if anyone's got a swab in their hand right now. That says you biome. Yeah, this is you biome. Please stop. I like this last sentence. We can only hope fraudulent companies like you biome don't end up undermining public trust in medical science. I think there's already a healthy mistrust in medical science. <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a crazy article. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah, that first that first line, I was just like, "This is great, this is fantastic." Oh, poop company, Jim will love that. <laughs> Jim will love it. <laughs> Everything goes to poop after a while. You talk long enough with somebody, you end up talking about it. I've Are moved you on, on Hopyard? I've moved on to a Hopyard New England IPA. I, I asked him if he was going to have Hopyard tonight, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no. I had Hopyard last time. I'm drinking blonde tonight. I'm drinking blonde." <laughs> Uh, it was dark out on the porch. I just grabbed he just grabbed a beer. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, okay. uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out. Uh, yeah. don't, don't forget to uh, review, uh, subscribe, share, like, and uh, don't forget to share. Share is an important part. I, <clears throat> I really like uh, podcasting when I can talk. Yeah, I like it when you can talk, too. <laughs> Whatever you know, you didn't butt in with any questions, son of a. Uh, yeah, uh, you know how to get a hold of us, Brendan at dadsww.com or Jim at dadsww.com. And if you can't stand us, hate mail at dadsww.com. Uh, we're on all the socials. Check us out. Uh, and yep. I, man, when we can finally let you know who that interview is with, uh, it will be. We will definitely be teasing it. And, and did you uh, you set us up on Tinder and Grinder? Uh, of course. Perfect. All right, so yeah. just two more and, places to and find o- us and OnlyFans. Right. Yep. 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 Of course. Yeah, nice. Jim's mostly on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's a TikTok thing. So I, yeah, I just took the I took the reins on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on you're, most you're, of the socials. Uh, yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> and uh, let us know. Give us some feedback. You enjoy the show. What do you want to yeah. hear? What do you don't want to hear? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that can be a hate mail. That'll send it to both Jim and I, or you can just hit one of us up. So, yep. Yeah, uh, mostly I just get spam mail in my mailbox. So I'm just used to that. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, that's actually people writing you. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oops. So good, good, good <laughs> on you for that one. 
<laughs> yeah, you're the only one receiving ma- email and you're not even responding. Yeah. It's not good. It's my mother. It's fine. It's <laughs> Hi, this is your fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, people. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.